You're listening to a DM podcast. We are underway. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League, we're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host TK, and we got the boys, let's bring in uh, the main man, Josh Corby. Corbs, how are you mate? Yeah, good man, good. Uh, yeah, I've, I haven't done a team list Tuesday for a while, I'm sort of a bit nervy coming back into it. Nah, you're a superstar mate. <laughs> it's, yeah. been, it's been a while, it's been a while. Coming in off the bench, we've got our super sub, Andy's slight scratching late in the afternoon, but live from New Zealand. One of the the show's great friends, Cole Lomas. Cole, thanks for coming back, bud. Yeah, no worries, mate. Um, Thanks for the the late notice and the quick question answers, mate. I've got them ready to go. Um, Looking forward to another good weekend of league. Yeah, it should be a good one. So tonight, we'll be answering all the TLT burning questions that we came up together. Plenty of your questions as well. So we'll rip in straight away. TLT, boys, plenty to discuss, but I'll just run through some of the main dot points. So Joshy Shushta. Out of the blue, not a, not named for Manly, even though we did expect him. Dylan Walker's actually back on the bench. Tommy Dearden starts at the Cowboys. Jason Tamiabololo back from suspension. The Sharkies welcome back. Andrew Fafita and Teague Walton. Api Corusau, this stage, the only Origin player named in the starting lineup. The rest of them all on extended bench. Greg Marthu, he retains his spot on the wing for the Titans. The club did release a report today that Corey Thompson is due back in round 16 and progressing well. The Roosters have Angus Crichton. There, he's back from suspension. And Sammy Walker also back in the number seven. Felix Crossland, he's back at halfback for the Knights. They've moved Kurt Mann into a centre role. The Raiders have a new fullback in Corby's favourite son, Bally Simonson. And centre... <laughs> Matt Tomoko, and they welcome back Josh Papali from suspension in the starting lineup, and Joseph Tarpany on the bench. Colmore Hunt, he's the new 5'8". Tyson Gamble's dropped, and Herbie Farnworth, the new fullback there. The Kiwis, New Zealand, they have named Josh Curran to return at lock. Toru Harris, named on an edge, uh, an edge and then an extended bench, which includes the likes of Adam Fanua Blake. Still no Ryan Pappenhausen for the Storm, which is good for Nico Hines' owners. Remus Smith was just successful with his downgrade, and he's free to play on the weekend. Joey Lussick's the new number nine for Reed Marnie at Parramatta. Moses Embai, still in doubt, but he's been named for the Tigers despite some knee bruising. Jeremy Marshall King returns at the Doggies. Chris Smith, he's back from suspension, but named on extended bench. Matt Dory keeping spot. And the St. George Dragons, they're unchanged with Simsy also named on an extended bench. But, boys, plenty to chat about tonight. Just absolutely ripping and tearing our teams out again. But let's start with <laughs> something I want to ask you both. Tommy Turbo. Now, he's been named. It's two days, 48 hours he's going to be playing on Friday night after who knows what's going to happen after Origin. Question. Cole, we'll start with you. If Tommy Turbo does not make Friday night, would you sell him? No, I'd keep him. Um, I sort of thought about this before, and he's probably at the moment the top wing fullback in the comp. So, no, nah, I think uh, I think for me he'd be a holder if I did have him. I'd hold on to him for okay. sure. Now, Corbs, I heard out of your mouth on Sunday night that you were maybe considering punting Turbo if he's not there on the team sheet come, come Friday. Have you still got the same thoughts? No, if I didn't have such big issues elsewhere in my team... <laughs> Um, but then even looking like, because I really sort of want to focus on those round 17 players, there's no other real fullback that sort of jumps out at me because I've, I've got the Walsh and I'll, I'll hold him and hopefully gets back in. But 
other than that, there's the RTS. But if he gets punted back to the wing, but yeah, I don't think it's a sort of great move. And then also, as Lamas said, like, he's he's going to be in that final team on the run home. So you would probably try and hold him. But gee, I can't see him backing up two days with those semis. Yeah, it's just not worth it, is it? Like me and Kyle were laughing before you jumped on, Josh, that with Tommy, for our trades this week, we're literally going to be doing it at 5 p.m. on Friday night. Like literally, you can scenario base, but we just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, big time. Yeah, there's a lot of unknowns. Jeez, it's the season of unknowns, isn't it? Curveballs <laughs> left, right, yep. centre. <laughs> Made it hard for sure. Boys, if Cleary and Turbo don't play, how many players would you have if you made no changes right now? Uh, what would I I'd have, I'd have 16, I think. Yeah. Just off the top of my head, I'd have about 16, bro. Yeah, I've got 16 if those two don't play too. Because I was expecting Schuster. I was planning for those two not to play, and I was expecting Schuster to kind of be my 17. But kind of my plans are all out the, the window now because of who knows, pretty much. <laughs> I, I've only got Walsh that's definitely not playing. Okay. So... But there's yeah, there's a, a lot of you're in a good spot unknowns yeah. with Turbo and yeah, there's there's a couple unknowns. Yeah, nice. All right, next question now, boys. There's probably going to be with the ups and downs of this Origin period. There's probably going to be a few players, especially guys like maybe James Tedesco, who might either get rested or get pulled off early. Who might he's at 600k right now. He could end up if just say you don't have James Tedesco, he ends up at like 525, 550. Is it still – can we pick him up during this period of time? Corbs, we'll start with you. Yeah, I think it depends on the, the trades that you have up your sleeve, but I'm not going to be picking any origin players over these next few weeks until round 18. Uh, I do have a couple that I'll hold, like yeah, Tedesco and whatnot. Mm. But, yeah, I'm just going to go for those numbers in round 17. I'm aiming for maybe the 10. So, yeah, that's yeah, nice. my stance on it. Yeah, Kyle? Yeah, I'm the same boat as Corbs, mate. Um, yeah, I'm just going to hold the guys that I have. Uh, I won't be looking to trade any in, even though, you know, in past years, some of those guys have backed up, like Tinny generally has backed up uh, most times after Origin. But now I'm the same boat as Corbs. I'll be, um, I won't be getting any Origin players until after it's all over. So we sort of know where they're at and see if they've picked up injuries, things like that. It's just a bit of a waste if you pick it up, pick them up, and then they fall over in Origin. Yeah. So it's best just to wait, be safe. Yeah, totally agree. I think I'm on the, your wagon too. But before we go on, with Tommy Turbo, an hour ago, I had thoughts of selling him. Did you? Yeah, Did you? I've got thoughts. It's in. It might be in my plans. I might punt him. But that's a worry for you because you usually act on those thoughts. I know. They've <laughs> paid off. They've paid off for you too this year, eh, man? I'm just. I'm just thinking that he might not play that well during this next six weeks. Yeah. Or that. I don't know if he's sort of got the uh, in the back of his head the origin. If you like, if they get the win and then. Sort of back of your head, he wants to get an Origin Series win. I mean, it seemed like he had that on the back of his mind. Yeah, uh, that Newcastle. round 12 game, yeah, he, he was very quiet. Not himself getting involved and testing the hemi out like he did the weeks before. Yeah, I've got a theory that I might be able to sell him now at the top of the market and then pick him up maybe 100k cheaper down the track oh, and, and then have a nice little origin. To, uh, what, what really concerns me is having to worry about him week after week going into every single game and worrying whether he's going to play. Oh, I, I'm, 
I hear hear what you're thinking, but yeah, yeah, it's another ballsy move from TK. And like Lama said, you it's paid off so far. You're sitting pretty. I think I might do it, boys. <laughs> All right, moving on. Now, I've got a few big stars in the middle returning, boys. Now, Kyle, any interests in either Jason Tamulalo or Adam Fanua Blake? Not not the JT yet. He hasn't really shown any real... He's had a couple of good games, but then it's been really inconsistent. He's put up, as I said, some good scores, but he's been real up and down. Um I think his minutes are starting to come back to where we all know with that sort of 60-65. But his scores just haven't been fantasy relevant this year apart from the odd couple. So I think think no for him, but definitely we we know that we know big Fenua Blake's history and what he can put up and he's a bit of a PPM beast. So I think we just give him a game or two just to see how he comes back from injury, what sort of minutes he gets. And I think he's a real top class man to pick up for round 17. Yeah, of course, before I get your opinion, Kyle, being a Warriors fan, what did you make of this team lineup for this Sunday's game against uh, the Storm? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think Mamalo will probably come on for Ed Cossie. He'll come in there if he if they think he's fit enough, if he's good to go. And I think Fanor Blake will come in, uh, probably start off the bench um for I haven't I can't remember what the bench makeup was, but he'll I think if he's right, he'll probably start off the bench. So let him have a bit of a go. Because they've got two I think they've got yep. Murchie and also Ben Murdoch Masilla on the bench. And I think from memory, Leeson and He's starting. Hold on, I've got it in front of me. Yeah, Lisa and I'm now starting. I do have it in front of me. One second. So they got the him two. and Tenor Brown are probably starting. Two o'clock game. Yeah, the bench is Murchie, Evans, Afoa, and Murdoch Masilla. Oh, they've all been playing well. Probably Kane Evans would probably drop off there. I think. Yeah, quite interesting. Do you think Josh Curran will swap around with Torhu between edge and middle? <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting because Torhu's been far better in the middle, as we all know, and Curran's been good on the edge, so there's no reason why they wouldn't swap. All right, Cole, so moving to you, Tammy Lolo and Adam Fanua Blake. Thoughts on them? Yeah, well, they both got the break evens in the 70s, so I, again, I, I just want to see and see what the minutes are like for Tom Lolo. If he gets those minutes, you, you could jump on him. Um, and the Adam Fanua Blake, surely he doesn't come back and rack up massive minutes either, so I think they're both sort of in my target next week, pending how they go this week, and or even 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 uh, that third week. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, I'm still. I'm very. I haven't confirmed my trades yet for my team this week. There's quite a few that have got massive break evens and not sort of going so well that I, you know, we're round 13 targets that I want to punt, and yeah, I just want to bring everyone back in. It, Annoyingly, the bloody center roulette's got me again. There's a lot of centers <laughs> I want. I just got to stick clear of them. They've killed me. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I'm a no on Jason Tamilolo, even long term. I just don't think at 678K, I'm not going anywhere near him until he gets maybe low 600s. So, unfortunately, that, that probably means he's going to have to have a couple more poor games, which I don't like. His minutes are just inconsistent. And he's already missed, what, seven of 12 games. So, he's pretty injury prone this year as well. I just think you can do better. For that price level yep. and AFB, I just I just love him as a player, like probably more than Tamulolo, especially under these new rules. I think we just haven't seen the best of him. Again, he's injury prone as well. He's only played four games, so we just got to be careful. Just tread carefully, I reckon, especially at that price point. Yeah, 
Yep. All right, yep. boys, next guy. And, you know, we thought about, you know, before, Josh, you, th- you were thinking about not having any options for wing fullbacks. Been having a look at this guy today, Josh Drinkwater. Have you had a chance to have a, a little look at him? Uh, yeah, I couldn't help but have a look at him the way Andy's been carrying on about him. <laughs> He's in his draft team. <laughs> he, I, I don't think it's been mentioned enough, and I know that we have, but he is horrendous at just trying to upsell every one of his draft players. Uh, the, the big one for me with that is I just want to see what Dearden's effect is going to be on him because Dearden's probably more of that natural seven, yeah. should probably take a chunk of the kick meters and probably have more ball in hand. And that should still allow Drinkwater to do his thing because he's a bit of a running 5'8". Uh, but yeah, I, I think I'll just see how Dearden affects him first before I jumped in on him and that would be my advice. It's it's quite interesting that they made the move for Dearden, considering that they're in the top eight and doing quite well after kind of losing, what was it, four games in a row to start the season. Clifford was yeah. actually in pretty good form. And then before him, Hampton. Hampton's not due back to mm. round 20. But now they've kind of got a little bit of instability. What, Dearden's been there, what, a week? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's only just come in, yeah, last round. Yeah, it'll be interesting just to see how much cohesion they've got especially with Valentine Holmes being away this week and the last week with Queensland as well. So literally they're training without their fullback as well. So it'll be interesting to see how they go on, on Friday night. But I'm with you, Corbs. Same thing. I think it gives us kind of – because he's at 576K at the moment. So it probably does give yeah. us a couple of weeks to have a quick little look at him and just see yeah. how that combination goes. But it's quite interesting. For a 3% ownership, out of the top of 1,000 coaches, only point. 0.3% of the top 1,000 own Scott Drinkwater. Yeah, okay. Well, I think he'll be, just with the, the Cowboys playing that round 17, He even without this pot, I reckon there'll be a few starting to look at him anyway. Yeah. Because he has, has scored pretty well. Last three average was 57, and yeah, he's doing quite well. When you have a look, he's, he's only averaging 174 kick metres a game, which is quite interesting as well. So if they do kind of make him take the reins, you probably can get a few added points, but like we said, Corbs, it's a bit of a wait and see. Kyle, any thoughts on on Drinky? Uh, you guys covered most of it. Uh, that 174 kick meter average is is quite surprising. I thought it had been a bit more than that. Obviously, shows that when Clifford was there, he was doing most of the kicking. Eh? Mm. And then also the gentleman before, what's his name again? Uh, who was in there before? Uh, Hampton. Hampton also did oh, a lot of kick, he did kicking a bit. as well. He did about 300, 300 meters a game. So. Yep. He was quite in there. Hard to get a read on dead in the way because he sort of was always with another half that kicked mostly, you know, like Milford or yeah. um, when he was next to, was he also with? He wasn't with, he was with Gamble Croft, who kicks yeah. a lot too. So you still don't really know how much kicking dead is really going to do. Yeah, dude, yeah. he's only averaged 100 metres, 100 kick metres this year. was quite interesting. Sorry to cut you off, Cobbs. No, no he, well, I was just saying he could be a smoky as well. Dearden. Dearden. What's, oh, he, what's he priced at, mate? Have you got that in front of him? Four twenty-seven k, but like, I know he hasn't set the world on fire at Brisbane, but not many have that uh, this year. But yeah, he had like a fifty average almost coming in. I'm pretty sure. Just have a look at him now. Fifty average last year for a couple of his games towards the back end. So I don't know. I, I mean, four twenty-seven. You can sort of just keep an eye on him as well. I tell you, it would have been nice, boys, if he played last week for Brisbane and then switched straight over the Cowboys. We'd have to waste a trade. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't want one of these blokes that played last week to cross over. 
Um, yeah, what he had a four, oh, only a forty average for all of last year, but he had a couple of fifties in there. Got a seventy-two with a try. So, yeah, he's got some good games in him. But it'll be you know if the Cowboys play that good footy and can sort of get back into some form, mm. it'd be interesting to see Dearden in a in a team on the front foot. Yeah, t- yeah, totally. yeah, true that. Totally agree. All right, boys, at Canberra, Matt Tomoko, finally in the off-season, we are chatting heaps about him, but he finally gets his second start in the centres, starting, that is. Now, Kyle, any thoughts on Matt Tomoko and any interest there? Uh, no interest from me at the moment. Obviously, um, with the rookie guys coming in, I think you just have to watch them for the first couple of weeks. Um, with the centre carnage that has been happening, it could be a good little cash-out, though. Um, just for, for a backup, but we just don't know how long he's going to hold that spot for. Mm. No one really knows when Croker's going to be back either. So that's it's just a, probably a gamble you don't really want to risk, to be fair, unless he absolutely kills it. Yeah. Now, Corbs, you put it on our group chat yesterday, last night, very late, like you were interested. Yeah, well, I had a look at his like his game last year where he got that 43 and the four tackle bus, but they were, that was round 20. They were looking... That was when they played the weak side, wasn't it? Yeah, the, yeah. yeah oh, I so, was actually at that game because both teams, it was the week before the semi, but we already knew that we were going to be playing the following week. So yeah. both teams just ripped their whole teams apart and just pretty much sent the lower, lower first graders with a whole bunch of reserve graders. Yeah, and it, right. even looking at his um, his Reggie scores from this year, that they haven't, like, it's probably been sitting around the 30 average. It hasn't been great. So, yeah, he's definitely. Um, like Lomas said, just a, a wait and see there. But th- there was talk that he's he's got a yeah. They do talk up everyone in the preseason. <laughs> <But> <laughs> there was talk he uh, had a bit of potential. He did. He does. He does got plenty of potential. He's a little <clears> nugget. <throat> now, finally, boys, on these burning questions, the guy I wanted to speak to you about was Jake Avarillo, and he's really set the world on fire, averaging over sixty over these last three games since Cole Flanagan's came out of the team, and Cole Flano again, he's named at number 18, so he continues in this path. Now, Cole, Jake hit something like 600 kick metres. I think it was more. I think it was 800 kick metres against the Panthers. Yeah. Have you got him? No, I haven't owned him all year. Um, Six. It's got, it has got me thinking about, do I pick him up possibly coming into um, round 17? It's just that if... I didn't look too much into his stats, really. I just sort of seen how well he's been going, and he um, he just continues to shine in a pretty average dog side. And um, he's he can score. You know, he scores points everywhere. He scores tries. He can he kicks. He you know, sorry, his kick meters. Um, I just think. Um, and yeah, with his DPP too, he's pretty valuable. So the only. You know, the only worry is if Kyle Flanagan does come back, there's half his kick meters gone at least, you know. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure on him, to be honest. I still, I'm still having my doubts, but they're quickly diminishing it. It's, it's, a, it's a tough one. I'm just, just not sure, eh? Yeah, he's very, he's, is that price? Me and Corbs, we both punted him. I think that was the first time that he got dropped. But the thing was, just to correct myself, 653 kick meters against Penrith, but... Interesting enough, Corbs, he's 20% owned, 50% of the top 1,000 own him. Now, just a few stats that I've got out tonight. So without, with Flano, he averages 38. The last three with Flano, 39, and that includes 246 kick metres. Without Flano, he averages 65. Give me your thoughts on Avarillo. No, I, hate, I don't like talking about him. <laughs> yeah, I was just looking at his scores now. So his first three were 20, 19, 29. 
and I don't think I was the only one to punt him then. Since then, he's had, I think he's sitting above a 50 average and got a couple of night, like his last two scores, 64 and 79. It's just that there's a certain part of me, there's pride that can't bring a player back in after I've punted him, especially, <laughs> especially in the centre position. I just, I don't know. But at the same time, he's scoring really well and Doggy's playing uh, round 17. So, mm. yeah, I mean, his break-even's 15. So he's, you've still probably got a chance of, of getting him in at the moment. I don't know if he can hold on to these scores that he's been getting, but even his price, 592 K, that's average about 45. So he's yeah. sort of just below where he's at anyway. So he's probably still getting him a little bit unders or, you know, for what he's worth. Hey, Cobbs, with your real coaching, if, if you punt a player, is he gone for life? No. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, fantasy's different to real. It's rough, bro. <laughs> yeah. Although, as I said, the. Um, and you're watching games and offloads or tackle breaks. So in my head, I'm just going four points, two points. It's it's sort of slowly creeping in. <laughs> I got no doubt. But Avarillo, yeah, I've, I'm probably in the same boat as you. I'm embarrassed from dropping him, Corbs. Ah, oh, it's it's easily the biggest um, mistake I've made. Yeah, and just that twenty percent ownership kind of just sways me away from him. Like I'm really keen on Jesse Ramey, and I'll go through why mm. a little bit later in the show. And I think at one percent owner for for Jesse, I think. He'll probably give me a bit of a point of difference compared to everyone that has the Avarillo holders. But, boys, let's move on to some social media questions. Thank you to everyone that has sent all those questions through. If you're not following yet, Talking League Pod on the Facebook and Instagram. We'll be doing all the all the podcasts live on Facebook as well. You can get involved that way. And then Talking League 1, joining the conversation on Twitter. And thank you to everyone that's left reviews on Apple as well. But, boys, let's kick things off. And the first one is we'll ask oh, – we'll just ask some general questions that are from all of us. So, Prance, he asks, hey, lads, what's your thoughts on the makeup of Canberra's team moving forward? Do you think Starling will get his starting job back? Corbs? Uh, I think I, I think he will. Um, I think he only sort of – because he got injured and went back there and Hodjo got that spot. But the Hodgson's – I don't think Hodgson's going to be there next year. Yeah. Uh, I heard a, yeah that all the a lot of those rumours and whatnot going on that he uh, he was dropped rather than injured. I've heard a bit more stuff all about that, and they're in all sorts. I, I don't think he'll be there next year, and mm. I don't think they'll be travelling well enough to hold such a good player to keep them going. They'll almost be looking to um, sort of set up future years and get Tommy in. Yeah, Kyle, thoughts on Canberra? Yeah, they're. They're interesting, all right? Um, so much going on there, um, you know, with especially uh, with Hodgson, you know, backing um, uh, the who's the the halfback, the left, or what's his name? Um, uh, Georgie Williams. You know, backing, yeah, backing him and the way he left, I think that's possibly led him down a bit of a path of probably looking at leaving as well. And as Corp said, I don't think he's going to be there next year. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think that Tom Starling will get that spot back and Hodgson will come in off the bench, possibly uh, in a lock role. Um, uh, you know, he does add a, add a, add a good um, toughness in that pack and he, he can play well at 13 as well. So I think he'll, he'll eventually get back to the bench with Starling starting. I think he just adds a, a bit more punch through the middle, Starling. He's just a bit better attacker and he, 
he, he run, he's got a really good running game, whereas Hodgson just distributes really, doesn't have much of a running game. Yeah. I think it's a lot more dangerous up the middle with that running game. So I think he does return to the starting side. Yeah, a couple more losses. Totally agree. I think you'll definitely see a reversal there. Next question from Barstas Storm Tiger. He must love all those three games, but he wants to know, can we trust Ramium not to get injured or suspended? He's a gun, but I worry about him breaking down or breaking someone else. Also, Marlon Sammy Walker, always stories that at some point he'll be ruled out for the season with season-ending surgery. Thanks, Legends. Well, with Jesse Ramian, I think you're always going to take a chance. It's just the way he plays, doesn't he, boys? He's just super yeah. aggressive. He's already missed, what, three games suspended, three games of injury. So at 570K, like I said, he's a bit of a pod, especially because he's averaging 51 and 59 With the, if you take out that Penrith game he got injured in. So he's got... He's an explosive volcano, pretty much. You're taking a bit of a punt that he's going to see out the rest of the season. And the Sharky's still going to have a very, very nice run coming up. So I'm going to back him that he will stay out of trouble. With Sammy Walker, I'm going to say that the weeks out, the last three weeks, well, he's had two weeks off. So I think he'll be back to normal. We'll be firing, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks. But, Corbs, any thought? Probably more on Sammy, I reckon, mate. Oh, the 640 kilos ringing wet when he gets out of the shower <laughs> after the game. He's yeah, he's tiny. I think he needed the rest badly, and he was getting targeted. Like it was pretty much the biggest ball runner in every team was like, right, your aim is to just run at the half tonight. And yeah, he did well, but yeah, he'd be sore. He'd he'll have some uh, injuries into the uh, off season. Except the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, they're the only team that didn't. They didn't run at him at all. Yeah, and, and now that people have seen that he's, I mean, he, he still defended well, but yeah, they're. Just sheer force and weight. He's always going to lose out there. Uh, the Ramian, if mate, if Sharky's going the run that you've predicted the last couple of days, then he's a shoe in. You've got to be watching him. But yeah, like you said, take that injury game out. He's uh, he's got a pretty healthy average. Yeah, for sure. Now, Kyle, any my thing though, are you in another center? That that's like the centers are just. <laughs> Are you going to bring him in for a centre or no? It's a it's an interesting one. He might be coming in for turbo. Oh, jeez. Nah, but what, I, what, what I'm thinking right now, and I'll give you exclusive tips because it's only the three of us and all of Facebook and all the podcasts <laughs> listening, is right now my thought is to get rid of Brian Kelly and get rid of turbo and bring in Corey Herrera-Naira and also Jesse Ramian. Yeah, geez, they're two good ins. That's yeah, my, I'm surprised you, Kelly. Kelly's Kelly's hurt yet this year, hasn't he? Oh, he was my gun. He was the guy that I did a lot of research on. He's just totally let me down. But yeah, moving on, Kyle. Any thoughts on both Sammy Walker and Jesse Ramian, mate? Yeah, the Roosters got a really tough draw. The next five, they've got. Uh, uh, we're looking at it earlier um, with that graph you did up. Um, TK. But I know the Roosters have got a really tough draw coming up. The next five games are pretty tough. Mm. Uh, I can't put put my um, finger on who they all are, but they're all they're all fairly decent sides. So yeah, Sammy Walker's he's Lachlan Lamb's been killing him off a bit, you know. So um, yeah, I, I've still got to hold Sammy Walker, but I just think he's probably not going to be producing you know scores that he has been earlier on when the teams didn't really know much about him. Now most a lot of teams have figured him out and. They know to just his corpses just to run their big men and straight at him and tire him out, and he's less effective, obviously. Um, 
I'm with um, yeah, Rayman, you're right. He's just a real aggressive player and he gets a lot of good attacking stats with those tackle busts and tries and offloads. So, yeah, I think Rayman is a goer. Um, I really, really like watching that aggressive play and for centres, um, he, he tops it off and yeah, he's one of the one of the more aggressive um, ball runners you see as a centre in the NRL, I think. Yeah, Cole, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that, brought that up because it kind of slipped my mind about the draw. So I'll just have a quick just yarn about it now, and I'll probably release it in the next couple of days, but you're 100% right. The Roosters have the hardest draw running into the end of the season. Now, out of the last 12 games, the Roosters play seven top eight current teams, and out of that, five of them are in the top four. To put a reflection on this, the Sharks play in their last 12 games, they play three from the top eight, which includes two games against the top four. The two teams they play in the top four are Penrith after Origin this Friday, and then uh, the Melbourne Storm in the very last game, where you probably expect that Melbourne will rest off hell of a lot of players. They'll probably finish in the top four quite comfortably and have no reason to play a lot of the good guys. So effectively, the only other team that top Sharks will play in the top eight leading into the finals will be the Cowboys, who they dusted by 50 a few weeks ago. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh. Sharkies, mate. You're talking them up, bro. Yeah, <laughs> He's, he thinks he's going to get another flag. Turn the, the porch light on. Mate. Or off. I'm telling off. you, the Sharkies are going to go on a massive run, and I'm going to go on a massive run on the back of SJ, Ramian, Brails, and Matty Moylan. Yeah, what would you do? Oh, the next question will probably pop this button. Cora, would you throw him in there? Because when the Sharkies are doing well, he's... He's a bit of a weapon in the edge. Yeah, he's not. He's probably the most fantasy relevant before this run. I think he's averaging like 48, 49. It's just I'm, I'm, I'm pretty set on my edge at the moment. So if something happens to one of my other edges, I don't mind bringing him in because he's got plenty of tackle busts. It was great back in the day when he used to have that dual center and also oh, yeah. back row. That was brilliant. That was his first year. Yeah. That was his first year. Eh? And I think he was Couple, averaging something like, yeah, 49, 50 at this, that point. But... I'll, yeah. I'll release this kind of draw. It's it's quite interesting. The ones with the hardest probably draw as well. The Cowboys, they play seven out of the last 12 games against top eight teams. And the other one, Parramatta, they've also got seven out of 11 against top eight. The Titans, if you're a Titans fan, I think you're in massive trouble. You're already kind of, you're below the Sharks now. And you play seven out of 11 against top eight teams. The other team has got a very good draw of the Warriors. They only play four against four of their 12 are against top eight teams, but they do have to lose two games to the Sharks. So that's the only thing. So, so they, did you uh, did you have a busy day at work today? <laughs> yes, I worked. No, no, I worked very, very hard. <laughs> Excuse me. All right, moving on. Next oh, one. Our main man, Hanzo. He wants to know how many games we thinking. I'll come back to this. I'll just kind of read what I've wrote here. Flogsy, our boy Flogsy. Have you caught up with Flogsy yet, Corpse? No, I haven't. I I'll get. I was down on the weekend seeing you. Oh yeah, sorry about at that. The uh, engagement. No, I I still need to get there. When I do get to a, a night's game, I'll um I'll message him and have a beer. Otherwise, because he lives in Newey, right? Yeah, that beer that he promised me would be warm now. Yeah. Flogsy, you know what? Next time I'm up in Newey, I'll come visit Corbs and we'll meet up at we'll meet up at a local somewhere and we'll we'll get hammered. <laughs> All right, Flogsy, he wants to know, who are the better players to have in the next buy, given that we are probably going to have them for the rest of the season? He likes Torhu Harris, AFB, CHN. 
Now, he wants to also know, should he punt Moses and hold Brooks instead? Cole, let's start with you, bud. Uh, yeah, the way Moses is going. Um, yeah, look, Brooks is starting to come out. And the way Moses is going is starting to go the other way. So mm. um, that's, that's yeah, they're both fairly similar in their own right. But at the moment, I'm like the Brooks more than I am Mitchell Moses, to be honest. <laughs> totally agree with you, mate. I was thinking like a couple of weeks ago of punting Brooks, and now it's the total reversal. Like, I'm getting nothing out of Moses. <laughs> no. Yeah, do you think that calf's annoying him a little bit or they just were so comfortably in front? Maybe a little bit of both. Because the other day, again, remember the Warriors game? He comes <laughs> off with a foot injury. Now it's the calf. Yeah. It just seems he's nigglies. He's not even playing 80. Yeah, he well short of 80 the other day. I, I, I think it was more of an injury one because usually it's sort of 10 minutes to go when they've sort of got it wrapped up. <clears throat> especially, Which for, is, yeah. Yeah. especially for a goal kicker too, Corbs. That's always a concern that he'll have mm-hmm. to give up the goal kicking, which isn't bad. I've got Gutho anyway, but still. Yeah, it, he seems like like he's playing good and just sort of his role in the team, but almost like he sits back and just controls the game a bit more and he's not yep. going for those outlandish fantasy points anymore. So, I'd, yeah, he's, he's in my top three to punt this weekend. Mm. Yeah, definitely. When, when was the last time Brad Arthur pulled off Mitch Moses when they were leading by that much as well? Like, it's doesn't normally happen, eh? Yeah. So obviously there's something there. I see that foot now, the calf, something that could be a bit more than we think. He's named this week, but let's see how he goes this week. I mean, is he going to pull up short again or is he going to play the full 80? Yeah. That's, it, was, yeah it was interesting even when Reid Marnie went off injured, he didn't come back on either. He just wasn't yep. right to go. So True. that was kind of maybe hopefully he doesn't pull out. <laughs> Otherwise, he's going to another player short. So... <laughs> All right, boys, I've got this question from our boy Hanzo. So it was around uh, Trent Leora from the Storm. How many games are we thinking he will play? Now, you filled me on a few things with the HIA with Eisenhuth. How many games do you reckon he's going to play, Yarko? Uh Well, they're looking that they think that Kenny Bromwich might play this week, even after his injury last week. Hey, they said that he's still touch and go to play. Mm. Um, Tommy Eisenhuth should be back this week. So that'll probably push him back to, to the bench or even right out of the 17. Um, so that, uh, and then Felice will obviously be rested, on, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, what day does the Storm play again? Are they playing? What day are they playing this week, do you know? They flog you on Sunday. They're late, Oh, yeah. fuck. No, they won't. Um, <laughs> not this time. <laughs> uh, um, Sunday. So, yeah, now Felice will be rested. So, yeah, I reckon he'll probably, if Kenny's back, he'll get back to the bench. Yeah. Um, but if he's not, he starts again. Uh, and, and he may well get 80 again as well. I mean, it's said the Storm's another team that's in a good position um, on the ladder, so they can afford to rest a couple of their players as well, even though they have named Munster and Harry Grant on the bench and Welsh is uh, on the bench as yes, well, so they have named well. most of their stars again, eh? It's a bad thing, eh, Corbs? It's just like, because they play Sunday, we're literally going to have no idea. It's a punt that you're going to have to take literally earlier in the week to see if he's going to play or not, right? Yeah, if you don't have the trades, I don't think you can make that trade. But if you've got the luxury, of, it's still risky. But like looking at the Storm, they've named Nelson. Isn't he down the judiciary? Yeah, he's in the middle of judiciary right now. There could they've be, got Kenny, who's cases. maybe injured. Kafusi, who is playing Origin. So there's three you're starting pack. And yeah, he's sitting there on the bench. But yeah, you do have Eisenhuth that might get a start before him. 
Kristen Welch is on the bench there. I mean, he, mm. he could even get a spell as well. But they're only playing the Warriors. True. We've got to be careful. We've got a lot of New Zealand fans. Uh, I, was, I only did that because Lamas was on here. <laughs> I, I was actually, I think, I think I lost that bet uh, where I had to wear uh, a Warriors jersey. We might have to actually come sort of good with a few of those bets now that we're doing this Facebook live. Yeah. <laughs> I, think so. I think so too. All right, so some social media questions again, boys. Now let's start. Cole, Jordan Compton, he wants to know. He's got currently Brandon Smith in his mids. He wants to know, should he sell Jaden Bradley and move Smith to hooker? And then he wants to know, who is a cheapish mid around 600K that he can replace Smith with in the mid? Um. Yeah, if you, Braley's still averaging like 61, so um, he's slowed down a bit. But if you are going to sell him and you're going to put cheese in, in a hooker, I've gone through and, and listed a couple. Now, um, one of my first cheapies, I'm not sure how many people will agree, but uh, Siwa Takiyahu, it's only 497K. Obviously, he slowed down a bit um, after his, or before his injury. He, he wasn't going so well. But his last couple of games... Um, He's played 46 and 49 minutes for 44 and 52. Named to start again this week. And on a, uh, the bench is really a really young, inexperienced bench. So I think you're going to see that continuation of fairly good minutes for him. So he's one if you want to, if you want to bank a bit of, bit of cash and, and pick him up. Um, another one I've got that I really good look on is um, – the 20th man for New, New South Wales, Keon Kolomatangi, um, yeah. 5.59. Got that DPP. Um, Five-game average of 49. But if you add a sixth game in, uh, 52. Um, so he's only had one trial year, and he doesn't need those attacking stats to, to get the points. So I think he's a really good shout, just with that DPP as well. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, he's one of my favorites that I've, I've really had a good look at, and I quite like him. Another couple I hear I've got I've got here is Ryan Sutton, five hundred and sixty K, someone that I've talked about before mm. on here that I really like, and he's still continuing to to put up some pretty good points. Um averaging forty eight minutes a game for forty four points, so his BPM's not too bad. Uh Jerbo, uh obviously playing Origin. Yeah. Um, but he's not worth another look. And then you've got um Fanua Blake as well at six thirty four, which we spoke about earlier. So um those are some of the guys that I I looked at anyway um, that I think are all, all worthy of a good look. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I like Keon Kolomatangi. Yeah, nice. I like Tokihara as well. I'm taking a good look at him over the last, next couple of weeks. That's high 400s. I think he's very nice. But just thinking on the Jaden Braley subject, and I've got a few questions. Say, Smiles, he goes, should I trade Braley or McCulloch? I have Ben Hunt. And a very similar question from Kai Woods, is Jaden Braley a keeper? Should I swap him for Hunt or Cheese? So just to cover those two together, like I had massive thoughts about trading Jaden Braley this week. Just having a look of who owns him and kind of where we can kind of not need to trade someone. You look at the top 100, every single person coach has him. Top 1,000, 99.7% have him. When you have a look at the outstanding hookers in there, there's not a lot. So realistically, it's not really a priority to trade him this week. I know that he might burn some cash because his break-even is very, very high this week. But at the end of the day, who are we going to replace him with? I think that's the biggest answer. And at the moment, I would say the only person that's in my radar for him is his brother. And I still need to see him play twice against two good teams before I bring Blakey in. 
So that might even go down the gurgler. So right now, because everyone's holding him, all we're doing literally is literally capping each other off. So you, if you sell him, you're taking the chance that you're going to bring in someone less than him. Yeah. The only thing you do by holding is you go against everyone. So everyone's going to get pretty much 99% of everyone is going to be doing the exact same thing. So you don't have to worry about that and you don't have to burn a trade. So my advice would yep. be don't do it. But for me, I'm looking at his brother, Blake. But the other guy, Ben Hunt, could be another good one because at the moment he's on a bit of a roll as well. And he's he's averaging 72 over his last three games. He's got a jewel as well, which is always very, very valuable. So if you're going to be buying anyone, the only thing that I do bring in caution is the Dragons draw again. They play six of their last 11 games. They play six Six of the top eight, right? And realistically, Ben Hunt really averages only 50 against other top eight teams. And really, he's so he's played top eight teams three times this, this year, and he scored 80, 33, and 37. However, he played the Cowboys in round two when they were terrible, and he played Manly without Turbo in round three when they were terrible. So you could nearly say that Ben Hunt is very similar to Mitchell Moses, and he only scores against good... against bad teams. So with the Dragons draw coming up, I say tread cautiously with Ben Hunt because he really has had a soft draw and he's missed a lot of footy as well. So I would say probably avoid Ben Hunt for me. Yeah. He's the, I, 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 there's also just the, the origin as well. Like I'm surprised Harry Grant's getting the shot at 80 minute hooker. AJ Brimson, I know there's been talked about, but mm. he's not going to offer much at all at hooker, to be honest. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's just his ruck knowledge. He, he hasn't had much game time there. Yeah. I, just, I know, especially at Origin. Like, that's where it's sort of won, isn't it? Like, you look over the last few years, just around the ruck there. And, yep. Yeah, I, I'd be playing Ben Hunt there for sure. Like, he, his little stints off the bench in Origin have been red hot. <clears throat> yeah. He's been unreal. Mm. It's like Paul Green yep. wants to lose tomorrow. You know what, Corbs? I'll say this. On live and on the Facebook, everywhere. We're going to flog them tomorrow. Oh, gee, I hope you're right. Yeah, I don't think it'll be close. I reckon we might flog them by 30 tomorrow. Yeah, but I thought this last year. Nah, but they, were, we... they ambushed us we're, last we're year. Where's Queensland TV, Barry? <laughs> they, they ambushed us with, with Wayne Bennett and then they then picking half of the Storm team coming off a grand final win. We, tip, we picked a team that hadn't played for like four weeks. They ambushed us hard. This year... They reckon that tomorrow's going to be a very dry track. They reckon that New South Wales preferred it going up to Townsville because there was talk about it actually going to play at Canberra. And New South Wales said no to it straight away because they want an open game. Yeah, geez, it would have been fresh. There's a real cold front coming through down <laughs> near Canberra. Boy. Yeah, so they're worried the about the Jew. The Jew. They're going to nearly snow down there tomorrow. Oh, big time, mate, big time. Thanks to all the Queensland supporters. They've been giving to me on Facebook today too, but... I guess one of us will have cake. We'll have big egg on our faces tomorrow. But Corbs, let's move on. Danny Sharp, he wants to know. Currently, he has Chris Smith, who's been named on an extended bench with a break-even of 10. Was thinking Trent Lioro with a break-even of negative 19, which gives me 200K. Or should I save the trade? He's also got Josh Curran, which I brought in to make some cash over Origin to swap for Fafita. So is he a hold? Yeah, going back to the Chris Smith, I'd... I'd like he'd be sort of waiting on injury, but even if he has time off the bench, he needed the big minutes. So I, I would probably, it, it, I keep saying, you know, how are your trades going, but 
even with this one, like Christmas, not going to offer you too much. You get 200K in the bank to sort of upgrade somewhere else. And then, like you've touched on before, like that Trent. Um, did we work out how to say his last name? <laughs> Still no, mate. <laughs> Lomas, can you help us? The Kiwis are how do you spell it? L O R I E O or something? How do you say it? Oh, Lurio or something? Yeah, it's I, a tough I, one. I haven't <laughs> heard it in commentary. Anyway, yeah, uh, with him and the Storm, he's got a good chance of playing a few games while they rest a few guys over this next few weeks. And even, you know, he could be a smoking emergency that plays around 23, 24, 25 yep. with the Storm. Resting before the finals because they'll be sitting pretty again. They always do. Mm. So, yeah, I'll, I'd actually do that one. Um, and then Curran had an average of 52 in his game this year. If he can get his spot back, I mean, he's got some lurkers on the bench there with, uh, is it Jazz and Adam Fennell Blake, we talked about before. But yeah. he has the potential to make another 200K if with his scoring history. And the healthy competition in that Warriors team might actually have him sort of just. You know, going that extra, going that extra mile, and and scoring quite well because yeah. he's a goer. There's no, there's no reason why he won't get that edge spot back too either. He's he went really well yeah, there. Yeah, he was good. You know, so yeah, I, yep. I uh, I actually don't mind that one. Curran's actually on uh, just from that question before who he's sort of looking at for round seventeen. He was sort of looking at seven players, and he's uh he's sort of a gamble for that seventh player. Yeah, definitely. Now, next one, Nicole, Jimmy the Kid, he wants to know, Jordan Rappiner and Jamal Fogarty, are they going to be bouncing back or is it time to jump off the ship? Uh, well, Rapana, I don't know either of these guys. Uh, I did look at Fogarty earlier, but I didn't get him. Um, Rapana's another real interesting one. He's got the DPP. For me, he'd be a hold if I had him. I'd keep him. He's... um. He's putting up some really awesome scores as a wing fullback centre. Um, lower score of 25 and his next last is 40. So for me, he's a hold. He's he's putting up some pretty good numbers in a fairly average Canberra side. So for me, if I had him, I'd be holding him for 17, that's for sure. Yeah. It'd be nice if they swap him back uh, to the left. To the, he's kind of gone downhill since he swapped wings, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's not as effective on that side that they've got him on now. Um, but he, as I said, he's still putting up good scores either side. He still seems to be going well enough as a full, as a centre anyway. Big time. And uh, Fogarty, yeah. Fogarty, mate. And yeah, yeah. Fogarty. Um, the t- uh, Titans are another one that have got a tough draw. Um, they got Manly, Raiders, Eels, Dragons. And we know how up and down the Titans have been through this origin period as well where they're, they're, some of their big guns we know and their forwards that are playing Origin aren't going to probably be at 100%. Um, he's still got a fairly decent average for a seven, but for me, um, he'd probably be a, a one on hold, maybe just for another one or two rounds to see how he goes, because um, he's still putting up not that bad of scores, to be fair. Um, you know, he's probably he's, he's playing better than I think Moses is. So I think for me, he'd be a hold if I still had him. Okay, nice. All right, next question. Corbs, Charles Walters, he wants to know, who's the best cash target for that round 17? That play round 17, uh, sorry, mate. Yeah, there's not a heap. Like, none of these really excite me, but I'm more just sort of trying to help you out if you really want to try and... Dylan Walker could be an interesting one. It, it goes back to that center roulette that I bloody hate. <laughs> He's at 307K, but he had a 30 average when he 2019 when he was 
playing in the centres. And if he can sort of get good ball, I mean, it hurts me because then it moves my, my boy Harper out. But if he can, um, yeah, sort of get some good ball and get on the back of the Manly Turbo Express, he could be a good one. Yeah. And also has a chance to make your 100K. For Andy, Matty Moylan. He's been going on about this bloke for a while, and he has been scoring quite well. <laughs> he good. could jump on him. Uh, Tomoko, well, he's cheap, but it's, again, a bit of a risky one there with the Raiders who, who are in a bit of a shambles. And, yeah, he, he scores just in the, the Reggies haven't been great. Uh, but, like, even – like, you just look at these guys. They make 200, 150K, which is good coin, but – if you look at it on the flip side too, there's blokes like Tarpany and Lolo. I know they haven't got the best form, but they're coming in about 150k cheaper. So, mm. and they're gonna, you know, they're probably a better chance of scoring well for your team. So, there's sort of got to look at it that way as well. But if you haven't got the coin to actually lay um, lay it out and get those blokes, then yeah, I'd probably look at those other three. But they're not the most exciting, not yeah, for me anyway. Totally agree. Now, Fergus, he wants to know, good wing fullback options for 600K, looking at building towards round 17. He's already got Reese Walsh. This was my one. I'm thinking Drinkwater, who we mentioned before. Again, we probably got to see him for a couple of weeks. We did, and just to see what that partnership is. But he's at 585K, so if you really want to take a punt before he probably hits over 600K, it's probably this week that you have to do it. Post-Origin, you're probably going to get guys like Val Holmes at 606K. Teddy's at 600K today. And then we always take the risk that RTS, if we ever got him for 573K back in the day, you'd do it in half a heartbeat. So you're still probably going to take a chance if you want someone for that round 17 under 600K. RTS is probably your man. The other question you had, Fergus, was looking to offload Haas. And who are some good options? He's got thoughts on Luke Thompson. Yeah, I like Luke Thompson. He did come off his worst score, and the worst score was 46 so that's not too bad. He played against Penrith. His last three av- does average 57. He's at 686K, so you might have kind of missed the boat. I think from what Kolb discussed before with Fanua Blake, I think he's the man that you're probably going to be watching the most closely. He's at 634K, but he does have a break-even of 76, and no one in the top 5,000 currently has him as well. So I think you're going to get a bit of a pod there with Adam Fanua Blake. Oh. The guy that's running out of, under the radar, probably Martin Tapao. He's probably a little bit more expensive than AFB at the moment. He's at that mid-range, that 653K. And come, he's increased his minutes over the last three weeks. Josh Alloa is not back to around 20 as well. He's played 54 minutes on average over the last three. He's averaging 51. And at the moment, he's got PPM of close to one for the whole season. So he's doing quite nicely. So have a look at Martin Tapao for the season as well there, mate. All right, moving on now, boys. Next question. And Kyle, shooter, our boy. He wants to know, outside of Connor Watson, who's the best mid-cover? He's looking to spend 600K. Uh, yeah, it sort, of, it sort of relates to that question before about uh, mid-around 600. Um, yeah, I touched on it. I like Keon Kolomatangi, um, Ryan Sutton or Fanua Blake. Then yep. uh, you've touched on those other ones or with um, Siwataki Yahoo. Marty Tapao, as you mentioned. Yep. Um, so anywhere around any of those sort of five, I think, um, are definitely good. As if you want to move up a little, Luke Thompson is six eighty six, but yeah, he's he's getting on, but he's really pumping out some good scores, um, and he's playing some really good minutes. So if you do want to spend a bit more, I think you could jump on him. I think he's still going to make a little bit more cash. Someone that I'm looking at this week. Yeah, totally agree. Um, but yeah, but Keon Kolomatangi again. I, I can't sort of talk anyone out of grabbing him just with his DPP and how well he's been playing this year. Um, I think um, 
he's a good one and you have a bit of cash left over. Definitely. Now, Corbs, just sticking kind of around that same topic, Tom Lennon, he wants to know, he's looking for a mid as well, who plays round 17. Not an origin mid, but he's got a choice, he feels, between Josh Jackson and, again, Luke Thompson. What's your thoughts on these two? Yeah, I'll just sort of wait and see there. But Jackson minutes, he got 71 minutes last week for his 48, and uh, Thompson got his 46. So they didn't sort of go nuts. But Jackson, with his bigger minutes... He's just going to be a safety one there, whereas Thompson, he's got a little bit more attack and an offload and a bit more footwork at the line. Jack, Josh Jackson is the most boring player to watch, <laughs> but he, he does does a job for his team. He, you love him as an actual coach, fantasy-wise. He's yeah, a bit boring. I'd, it's a really tough one, actually. I'd, I'd probably lean towards Josh Jackson yeah. just because he's safe with the minutes because he's playing huge minutes and... I reckon he's going to get at least 70 minutes going through to the end of the season because he's just locks up that middle defense. Yeah, totally agree. He's got that jewel too, right, Corbs? That's always very valuable. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It is handy. I I, I did mention that last week, uh, the week before, that I, I need to sort of look at those jewels just with the constant outs and suspensions and bloody changes last minute. Yeah, totally agree. Now, next question. Trent wants to know, what once Nico Hines is done making cash, do I get him? Uh, sorry, do I get Callan Ponga or Ryan Puppenhausen? All right, for me, I'm leaning towards Ryan Puppenhausen. I just think it'll be a, a straight swap. You'll probably make some cash, actually, because, you know, this week already you've got Hines at mid-700s and Pups is at 800k. And just having a look at the two two guys, they haven't played much footy as well. Pups has played 6 to 12 games. Ponga's played 5 to 12 games, but he's just done his groin which kind of concerns me. Pups is coming back from his concussion. So out of the two scenarios, I'd probably favour the concussion. The five games that he's played, Pups is averaging 75. And you have a look at Ponga. He averages 60. But you take a game of 101 that he scored against Cronulla, the inconsistency start coming out. He really averages something probably closer to like in that early 50s. So I just think Pups, I think, was in better form on the field. The injury with concussion versus groin, I think concussion, you're probably going to come back from a little bit stronger. And at the moment, yeah, I just think the consistency and the Storm are just a better team. I think you're going to be playing a lot more. You get probably with a better team, more chance of scoring tries. And I think given that they're both very, very similar in price, Pups at 800K, Ponger at 760K, the guy that I'd definitely be going for is a straight swap for, for Ryan Puppenhausen when the time comes. Good chat. All right, next one is Cole. Say smiles. He wants to know, is Ryan Madison a sell? Ryan Madison, um, no, he's a hold. Um, you've obviously got no problems if you want to get rid of Ryan Madison. Um, <laughs> he is, he's doing good, man. Uh, I don't think, I think he's going to lock down that 80-minute spot for heels going forward. Um, you saw it on the weekend, he played, he played awesome, and he just racked up the points. And um, he had a couple of inconsistent games, but uh, everyone has an inconsistent game here and there. Um, so, no, nah, for me, he's definitely a hold. I wouldn't be letting him go. Nice. He's probably one of your premium edges. Definitely agree. Now, Corbs, Brennan Vickery, he wants to know, would you bring David Fafita back in round 15 or round 18? Uh, 18. It just takes away too good a, a number for round 17. And like you said, the Titans are, yeah, they, they might be going over the next few weeks. 
Which then also could work well because then he gets plenty of ball. So got to get him. He's got to get him out of trouble. But yeah, I've got him. All origins of sort of looking at 18 plus. Yeah, nice. All right, sticking on actually subject that we kind of had with Kyle before. Damien Maona, he wants to know, Corbs, Moses and Fogarty, are they sells? If picking one, who's your priority sell? Moses and the Eels seems to have a brutal schedule coming up after the next two games, and Fogarty just doesn't seem to have reliable scores with him week to week. What's your thoughts on these two players, mate? Yeah, it's a bit of a second year with Fogarty. Fogarty. Uh, I would be accepting a bit more coin, and I might just take Moses' scores over the next few weeks. Uh, SJ is tempting, but I'll, I'll, I think I'll just sit with SJ. There's no Will Smith on the bench this week which is a, a good thing for Moses because he was sort of an easy replacement on the weekend. But, yeah, I think I'd punt Fogarty first, um, just as Para looking the better team. And, you know, if they score well, the, the half usually scores off the back of it. But he, he's, like we said before, his role has seemed to change a little bit. But, yeah, Fogarty, Fogarty would go first. Nice. All right, Vinny Sharma, he goes, TK, James Roberts could be informed going by the three-date rule. I've got to clarify the three-date rule. Three-date rule means you hit fifties in three games in a row. So none of this rubbish. That what's it, James? What did he get at forty-eight? He got close, didn't he, Carl? Right, and he hasn't hit fifty in about three years. So he's well out of your three-date rule. <laughs> and he goes, nah, looking at the serious questions, hooker problems, Braley, Macca, Little, Starling. Who to keep? Who to let go before they lose their cash? Who are the long-term hookers to replace with? I think Braley and uh, Macca, you definitely need to keep at this stage. I think Little, you probably can let go. If you hadn't done it already, you must have been holding him when he got dropped for Simkin earlier in the season. Starling, again, you probably have to take a risk that you're holding him, and hopefully Ricky Stewart changes the lineup. You know, the boys went into it quite comprehensively. The chances that Starling does come in in the team, and I think that does definitely make sense. I'm on that wagon as well. So out of those four, I'd probably... Keep Braley, Macker, and Starling, and probably punt a little at this stage. But even McCulloch, I think you just got to keep because this is a lack of quality hookers. The only guy, again, I want to sell is Brails. That's Blake Braley. He averaged 51 over his last three games. Does run into two top four, top eight teams, sorry, against Penrith and Cowboys. So we're going to see what he's really made of over the next couple of weeks and then make your decision after that, I think. All right, last one for my man, Kyle. M- Lomas, all right, Daniel Chapman, he wants to know, what do you do with your countrymen, Ice Papali? Possibly just hold, or will you continue to cop the price drops? Yeah, he's definitely a hold. He's another one like Madison. He's another looking like keeper on that edge position. As said, there's not that many real good edge um, uh, guys there this year. He's another one, and I think you've just got to hold... Um, the scores that he's putting up, he averaging 66 minutes a game at 61.8 points. So, yeah, his PPM's always been, when he's been on top of his game, his PPM's always been good. Um, that game on the weekend, he when he come off early, that was his lowest score of the year. These are the games that he hasn't scored tries in. He's played 56 minutes, 54 points, 55 minutes, 61 points, 74 minutes, 51, 69 minutes for 80 points. 51 minutes, 37 points, 69 for 60, and 57 for 34. And those are games without tries. He's top 100. He's 81% owned. Nice. 
So 81 out of the 100 in the top 100, the top 100. So if those numbers don't sway you, I don't know what does. He's a he's a keeper. Yeah, for me too. Yeah. I think that hurts me. That hurts me not knowing I don't <laughs> have him. <laughs> Big time. He'd be writing oh. it. Well, gents, good show. We yep. just hit an hour. So, Kyle, thanks again for filling in with for Andy. It was like we we signed no we signed a rep. We signed like a New Zealand test rep <laughs> for the week. So I'll tell you what we'll do. Yeah. So tomorrow, so Kyle, on short notice, overnight, Kyle, have a think because me and Corbs are going to do we're going to do a, well we're going to do a three leg multi for Origin, but we'll stick it as a four leg multi. So have a think overnight whether it's an anytime try, first try, head-to-head, whatever you want out of origin tomorrow, message me tomorrow. At this stage, I'm thinking Latrell anytime, so just give you an example. So just have a think about maybe an anytime try score or something that you want to add into the multi, and you'll be in our multi tomorrow. For everyone listening, we'll put that multi on social media for you guys to follow tomorrow, probably around lunchtime when we kind of have a little bit of think tomorrow morning. And then we'll also put it, We'll probably release our normal multi probably on a Friday morning, like we call it, when we have a little bit more info. Yeah, that'd be good. And we'll play. So we've, got, well, we've got six out of our – five out of our eight legs. No, five out of our nine legs, sorry. Yeah, last week was pretty good. Two two out of threes, I think. And then you were pretty close on your other one as well. So oh, I was the worst at a lot. You I only your, got the one leg. You got your first leg up and then you kind of <laughs> went in the – yeah. That's all right. As yeah, always, okay. next week, we're up 400%, so get on the wagon. So, sorry about a little bit of audio problems. I think it might be my end because everyone's home tonight and the Wi-Fi's been absolutely terrible, so I've had to switch ends of my mobile. But hopefully next week we'll rectify that. But uh, like I said, follow the conversation more on social media to finish the week, but always hit us up on the direct messages if you have any questions and we'll get them answered for you as well. But, Kyle, thanks again, my man and look forward to having you on on another episode soon. Corby, I'll speak to you tomorrow. We'll get that multi up. But thank you again for your time. All right. Thank you, lads. Thank you, everyone. All right. See you later, legends. See ya. Cheers, guys. Thank you.